Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Jerick Show, the show that gives you all the security news and uh, views in a timely manner, but is presented in a somewhat um, debatable manner. Welcome to The Jerick Show, featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Krohn. Timely topics, poorly presented. Are you ready, kids? So we are off to a, uh, well, we, this is the, the Friday. It's the time of the week that we kind of wind down, but we take a quick glance back in the rear view mirror as to what's happened. And speaking about rear view mirrors and things that may appear larger than they, or closer than they actually are in the mirror, um, let's say hello to Mr. Eric Crone. How you doing? You know, you wouldn't be nearly as funny without that British accent. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you live in Kansas and most people don't realize that, that this is all just a bunch of crap, you know. This a... is so funny because it, it I, I get this. So you say that I sound more funny because I'm British. Other people said I sound more intelligent because I'm British. Someone else has told me I sound very, very condescending because I'm British. No, you're condescending because you speak. <laughs> <laughs> like your intro here today. That was not condescending. That had nothing to do with your British accent. But that's I'm okay. Not, I'm not condescending. Condescending means when you talk down to someone. That's not what I do. Kind of like how you introduced me in a little backhanded manner there today. See, I come back, though, every week. For oh. this abuse, simply to help you. I'm here for you, Javad. If I had a heart, <laughs> I'd be touched there. No, no, really. Um, it is Friday. It is good to wind down a little bit. I'll tell you, I am struggling in a big way. I went to make coffee this morning and found out we're out of coffee, which um, I'm just not okay with that. I'm not sure how today's going to end up without coffee i just rookie move rookie move i know i know see the wife's been away for a week uh, oh, one of that, the kids say no more fam say no more we right. see what kind of man you are the type it, that doesn't lift a finger around the house that probably doesn't even know how to navigate the kitchen or where the supplies apart. are you just leave it all to your poor suffering wife this this i'm disgusted to be doing a show with you <laughs> <laughs> this is just unacceptable absolutely the the audacity you have to go about your life like this is just preposterous mm -hmm. yeah okay all right well i apologize to our our single viewer at this point in time out there um for for his actions but i i think i think we're about to get this moving <laughs> because I can okay. tell because you brought up a news story, Javad. So I'm I know. That... <laughs> I, I did, what, you are so on the ball today, Eric. It's like it's, it's like Forrest Gump when he's running and they have to hold up the sign saying, stop. Yeah. Uh, right. that, that's what I need to do with you. I need to like flick up the thing just to stop you from rambling. But I, I don't know what else. And, until I can get an IoT enabled like, you know, cattle prod that like sort of like press a button there and it zaps you. Acer confirms server intrusion after Miscreant offers 160 gigabytes cash of stolen files. Um, yeah. What's this all about? Yeah, well, um, Acer kind of lost a bunch of stuff here. Uh, and they say that customer files are not in danger 
this time. Apparently they were in a previous one, but this time not so much. But this was uh, intellectual property type stuff. Um, they they ended up with a whole bunch of stuff here. And, and I guess um, you may or may not notice uh, that I'm quoted in this article on the register. Uh-huh. Uh, um, but, you know, I, I see these stories and I see these organizations go, oh, but but no personal data was stolen. It's it's really not a big deal. But yeah, when they start stealing like IP and, and stuff related to BIOS and things like that, they could very easily be creating vulnerabilities or, or not creating them, but finding and exploiting vulnerabilities through this stuff. I mean, we've seen this in some of the gamer stuff in the past when they've been breached, right? So mm. next thing you know, there's a bunch of new attacks out against these sorts of things. Yeah. So have you seen the story yet no i haven't but it's it's interesting and what i found interesting this isn't related to the story at all is that acer <laughs> is is based in taiwan and for some reason i didn't think they were based in taiwan and it got me thinking that back in the 80s nearly all your electronic goods were made in taiwan yeah it was it was just like the the big thing just like how now everything's made in china um, it was, and there was even a movie where they're on a space station, and the Americans they they get into trouble when they board a, a Russian space station, and they're working together, and like the Americans go to the Russian, like, do you know how to use this computer because it's like not the Russian or the computer one, and he like bangs it a bit and goes like American, Russian, all made in Taiwan. So <laughs> that's what you had to add to the story, huh? <laughs> that that's your brilliant insight into this story. It's awesome. been a long week. I, no. I was at a conference <laughs> with, <laughs> for two days. I had two speaking slots. I am mentally checked out a long time before we hit record on this well, podcast. So you understand, I mean, apparently this is a very important story. And, and I'm saying this to pat myself on the back, but also because um, this was like my quotes were picked up by no less than eight different media sources. So they're they're talking about this thing out there somewhere. Um, as a rookie when, when I looked at it, I didn't, I didn't see it as being a huge deal, but again, I mean, it does kind of open the door for those sorts of attacks. And, and let's be honest. I mean, any popular organization out there or any organization that's doing very well, they may not realize it, but even down to their policies and processes, like that intellectual property is what makes their machine run well. And there's a lot of value in that. And I think a lot of, especially in like the medium-sized businesses, they undervalue that stuff when when something happens. I was going to disagree with you, but I don't have the energy to do so. So let's move on to the next story. (laughs) Because you are scaremongering again. Anyway, LastPass hack. Engineers' failure to update Plex software led to massive data breach. So this is an engineer who was working from home on his personal machine. This is, you know, ultimately this is why people don't, well, organizations don't really like people working off their personal machines because they know that, um, you know, you're, you're going to download some dodgy stuff. You're going to probably have like some torrents on there or whatever it might be. Uh, in this case, it was Plex and it was unpatched. So, yeah, unpatched software strikes again. Along it was unpatched for three years, Javad, it was three years behind. You know, it's 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 probably one of those things that people 
just you know there's always some software you think you know it's not important and whatever and and again if you if if you're letting people if you if you're letting people access your crown jewels from home not on a corporate device and not using some sort of like virtual desktop or anything like that that you could somehow isolate your corporate systems from that machine then that that is a big failing in in security well and for those that don't know what plex is okay plex is basically it's a media server where you can share movies video whatever it is you want to put on there um you know uh, music audiobooks you name it okay and uh, it, it's one of the the most well-known uh, and well-used media servers out there generally what this means is the um somebody has opened that up to the outside okay and, and that's where i think we start seeing problems is especially when somebody's working on something with something connected you know directly through the firewall to the outside i think it's port 32 400 or something like that on here it's a well-known port for anyone looking for this stuff and so they have this open to the outside and they're working on it in the meantime you know people need to be real careful with what they're what they have open up to the outside and especially if you have a service that's getting direct internet access you should probably patch it more than once every three years i'm just gonna throw that out there. maybe yeah yeah maybe they had a cracked version and like if they updated it, they'd lose their crack thing and they'd have to license. I don't know that there's any really cracking to Plex. I, I mean, know, it's free until you it get into free. like advanced features. It, it yeah. It, it, nice try though. Way to try to back them on this one. Hey, I'm just saying that maybe I'm not saying they're right. I'm just saying put yourself in the user's shoes and try to think of reasons why you wouldn't patch something for more than three years. No, we're victim shaming today. Okay, let's okay. Let's, let's work on. <laughs> wow, come here, come here for the stories. Stay for the victim blaming. <laughs> that's that. That's what this this show is devolved into. If we're going to get cancelled, at least get cancelled for something good, not just <laughs> victim blame. Okay, so I mean, this is what you get when we don't have coffee and when we've been on the road all week and. Uh, so we apologize up front, but it's why we set the bar low to begin with, folks. Speaking so. of apologies, I apologize for this story quoting the Daily Fail because um, Eric posted the links into the show notes. And I didn't have time to find another one. Otherwise, I, will, I, I don't really like. This is probably the most disgusting story I've heard in yeah. a long, long time. And what happened is a hospital in Pennsylvania got hit by ransomware. And this is a hospital that treats cancer patients. And so it was classic ransomware. They they extracted files and they encrypted everything. And the hospital would not pay the ransom. So what the criminals did, who have alleged ties to Russia, but alleged, doesn't matter where they're from. It's they're the Ruskies. Horrible people. It's always the Ruskies. Yeah. They ended up, leaking on the dark web or, or, or their website or their forum, whatever, pictures of the patients. And, and these are like undressed pictures of them undergoing 
their, yeah, their I mean, chemo or or their scans or what have you. Yeah, I mean, these are these. There's reasons to have pictures of people undressed when you're treating cancer and yeah, and treating stuff like that, right? So it's not like it's anything like weird that they would be having these. I mean, when you're doing breast cancer, you know, and and stuff like that, obviously they're wanting to be looking at these sorts of things. So so this stuff exists, right? And yeah, I mean, talk about like just low down, horrible, terrible stuff. Um, and I think we've talked a little bit in the past about, you know, at some point in time, you're going to cross a line. These, these cyber crime gangs are going to cross a line to where the response is going to be kinetic. And I really think something like this, maybe it's the American in me, but something like this deserves a, a, a well-placed kinetic response to these folks that did this well yeah i mean that 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 is the american in you because your mind straight goes to like <laughs> let's carpet bomb them you know I, well i want peace i don't care how many men women and children i have to kill to get it <laughs> right but, <laughs> that was a but, great show by the way that was yeah um, uh, but what i do think this this highlights and i'm reminded of uh, one of our previous episodes where we had rowena fielding on and she said she was talking about data privacy and she said mm-hmm. We're not protecting data, we're protecting people. Right. And, and that really stuck with me. And, and this is a classic example. Like a breach doesn't occur, the bits and bytes don't really matter. It's the impact that it has on people. And that's something we don't really talk about enough in the industry. We don't really consider enough. Like, you know, there, there was, uh, remember, and I, I'm not judging anyone's personal life choices, but Remember when Ashley Madison got breached? Yeah. Uh, and that was a website that helps people have affairs. That's their USP. But that got breached and that got leaked. And there was like massive personal fallout for people. I think there was a few incidents, maybe a couple of like people committing suicide as a result of that. Right. Um, and, you know, what have you. There was like this um, psychiatric facility in Germany that we covered a, a year or so ago and that got breached and all the patient notes got stolen and then we yep. were talking about how that could be used to to send like really horrible blackmail or you know extortion type messages or phishing messages to to people uh, you know I mean imagine someone that's already suffering from paranoia that they're out to get them and then they start getting emails from people saying we're out to get you and you can see how much of a real impact that has. So, you know, we can't divorce ourselves from this reality. Whereas like when when you started in the industry like 50 years ago, it was really just about configuring a firewall uh, and, and like some ports. And, and you know, the, the impact was, okay, it was an operational impact or maybe certain things yeah. wouldn't work for it, which when someone would notice a week later that this system is not working. But, but generally... It wasn't, but nowadays everything is connected and everything can help you build a profile about something and everything can can really have like, you know, a psychological impact on people. And I think that's something we we really, really need to to think about in our industry. Well, and if you've ever known anyone that's fought cancer, um, it, it's a very tough thing, both physically, I mean, you know, with the meds that they give and, you know, chemo and all that kind of good stuff and just... The, the psychological battles that they have to deal with as they're going through this. I mean, chemo, the idea behind chemo is they try to kill the cancer before the chemo kills you. That's, that's the goal, right? I mean, it is very rough on people and to take this kind of stuff and to turn around and, and use it 
against that organization is just it's it's one of the lowest things in, in human life that could possibly happen. And you know, you talked about some of those previous ones. There was that Florida plastic surgery clinic that got yep. hit, right? And the uh, the attackers ended up reaching out to the patients and going, hey, if if we don't get paid, we're dumping this on the internet, right? And frankly, I mean, so plastic surgery, while some of it, especially here in Florida, is aesthetic, right? And and you kind of go, well, that you know, that's that's not a big some of it is recovery from stuff like this too. And you know, we don't really touch on that. Plastic surgery isn't always just somebody trying to look more beautiful. It's trying to recover after yeah. a terrible car accident or a fire or something like that. And it's just when they go after groups like this, when they go after medical stuff like this, that's what really disgusts me. And and I did see that recently there was a, a gang that was taken down that had attacked some groups, uh, some medical stuff back. And I, I want to say it was 2017, 2019. Um, they finally got taken down uh, this last week. Uh, I don't have the story in front of me, but, you know, I, I'm glad to see when that kind of stuff goes down. I mean, you go after corporations. Sure, I hate you. But it's a different thing than when you're doing this. And and it, it really, yeah, it really bothers me. <sighs> I'm grumpy today. Man, it must well, be. You're, you're always grumpy. The problem is we, we picked up a really depressing story. And thanks, to your, these stories? thanks to your scheduling, this was the last story we're covering. No, we need to find a higher note <laughs> on which to, to end this. Well, I think I'm wearing the right shirt for this today. <clears throat> People not a fan of Eric Crohn's. Yes, no, we aren't. <laughs> yeah. Hey, while you're while you're desperately looking for this, um, have you seen the new Netflix show, The Consultant? No, I haven't. Oh, you you really need to take a few minutes to do that. Um, it, it's a fantastic show. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of those ones that leaves you going, what "The hell is going on here?" Um, but it's so intriguing to watch. Highly recommended. So now I'm going to do something because it, it, which is probably the worst thing to do on a video show like this. It's try to explain a video that I recently saw. <laughs> oh, well, this would be interesting. Uh, uh, where I don't have the link, but I sent it to you. It was about this. So we all often hear about stories about people getting scammed. Uh, well, a scammer gets in touch and then they try to waste their time and, yeah. you know, what have you. And you remember there's this one guy in the US, he got, a, a scam from someone in uh, in Africa, I believe, somewhere, and uh, he 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 strung him along for a bit. So he was like, "Yes, I can do." It. And then he says, "Look, uh, where are you from?" And he told the town where he's from. And he goes, "Like, I need you to take some photographs for me. I'm a photographer, and I can publish the thing." So the yeah. guy, actually, the scammer, sent him some pictures, and he was like okay, you need to, you need to do better. And then yeah, but he they, they were him, horrible. I think it was what, a horrible. sunset, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what he did, he bought a camera for him and posted it to him. So he spent like over a hundred dollars on this and his friends and family were like, this is useless. But then he ended up taking some great pictures of yeah. the sunset, the village, the people, the life. And he printed it into a book and he sold it online and he sold, he raised like something like a thousand dollars from it in sales. On Amazon, and then he said which, to the, 
which is a lot of sales folks. If, if you don't know, like Javad and I have the book out and we make between us, we split about a dollar for every book that sells it. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. So to raise a thousand bucks on book sales. Yeah. That, that it, was it impressive. Was it was big. <laughs> and, and so he agreed with the person in Africa that look, we'll split it 50, 50. And he said to him, Oh, okay. I'll, I'll send you 500 your part. But he goes, I'm also sending you my half of 500, but you are not allowed to spend it on yourself. You have to invest it into your community. And everyone told him, you're stupid. It's never yeah. going to happen or what have you. And then he got pictures back where he had like funded like, I mean, I think bearing in mind over there, there's like, you know, the, the, the annual wage is probably like $100 for someone or something like that. It's ridiculously low. So he had like bought bags and books for for yeah. entire schools and he 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 done all sorts of other things and it was just a really really wonderful story and then he flew out there and he met him and and they they became good friends at the end of it so i think um it's a it's a lighter note to end on not everyone out there is bad yeah well, uh, not everyone is malicious uh, i'll tell you this you sent me um, that and uh and, and i wasn't crying you were crying I'm sure it was, it was, it was dust in my eyes, man. No, it, it was such a great story because I mean, we're, we're talking about a guy here who, you know, we never look at the human side of these scammers like that. Right. Like, and the deal was, I think he had to, he was sending something up to, to, um, uh, I want to say it was like New Jersey or something. And, and it was a, one of these scams to deal with stuff like that. And yeah. The guy ended up sending him like a, a Polaroid Instamax or something, one of those new cameras. And what he found was the guy was actually willing to put the work in, which was super cool, you know. But then when he interviewed the guy, he actually flew over there and talked to him. He's living in a, in a room like there's seven of them sleeping on the floor on a dirt floor in this room. Right. And yet he took that five hundred dollars, which is at least one or two times, you know, the annual wage over there for everybody. And like you said, he ended up giving it away to these other folks, which I think was just, it was an amazing view into the other side of that. And we talk about these scammers. We talk about this stuff all the time. And while I don't believe it in the same with the cyber criminals, when it comes to some of these more traditional scammers, they're kind of trying to do, they're just trying to get by you know, and, um, I feel bad for it. Remember we had that story not too long ago about those folks that were suckered into going from uh, India over to that. It was a human smuggling thing yeah, and they had to yeah, work yeah. Like, like crazy hours to earn their way back to That's be right. released from the contract. And it was a, a, just a typical like human smuggling scam. And that's what they had to do. 20 hours a day is try to run scams on people. Yeah. That was brutal, man. It was, it was. So, you know, it's uh, quite the world out there. So, you know, just to put it in perspective, I think whilst there are some horrible, ugly scammers out there, like these people that attack the uh, the hospital, there are some really good people out there too. And sometimes you just need to give them a chance for them to show their true colors. And um, one person who we don't want to see their true colors off is Eric Crone. So that's why he's been unceremoniously booted. So on that happy note, uh, we'll put the link to the um, that video in the show notes because highly recommended viewing. Um, see you next week, folks. Take care. <laughs>